Welcome to the latest uh, episode of uh, the Welsh Football Podcast. I'm on the phone with uh, Rob. Thanks for joining us, Rob. Thanks very much for having me. Really appreciate it. Um, just want to start off. Um, it's a bit of a difficult time at the minute uh, yeah. with everything what's going on. Um, how have you been keeping? Um, yeah, obviously um, it's tough, you know, not just for me, but you know, for well, for everyone as a nation, um, everyone's missing football. Um, that's the main thing, of, I think, for for me personally. But you know, um, as long as you know everyone's staying there, uh, staying safe, and um, keeping to the uh, the rules that you, um, the government have put out, um, that's the most important thing, you know, thing for everyone else. Um, but yeah, like it's tough. It's very tough. You got to keep yourself occupied. Um, things to do, things to keep you know keep your mind ticking over. Um, so it is tough. It is very demanding um, for you know, for especially you know, a person like me that you know is so out, outdoor, out, um, like being outdoors and stuff like that. Um, but you know, keeping safe, staying at home, I think that's the most, you know most important thing you know we can all do really. Um, I just want to take you back to your to your starting career, really. Yeah, uh, young eighteen year old. Um, making it through at Wrexham. You must have been a proud boy when coming through the Wrexham ranks. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so, like I said, I was at Wrexham as a young guy. Uh, I think I joined Wrexham when I was 11 years old. Um, it was just, you know, an ideal club to go to, you know, at, at the time, I think, when I joined Wrexham. Um, I think they were in League One. Um, so, and they had a great academy as well. They brought so many, um, so many players through the ranks. You know, I thought I've got myself a chance here. Um, being from Wrexham and being a local lad as well is kind of a big deal um, playing for your hometown club you know it's a team that I support um, a team that I used to go and watch with my dad for quite a bit um, so it was a big um, it was a big achievement for myself maybe for my debut at 16 I remember it, it was against uh, Newport I remember Lee Evans who's played for Wales now was playing in midfield he was also making his debut um, but that was that was massive you know not just for me just you know just for my family um, especially not like the parents who you know taking you over you know the miles to the you know the teams that you've been playing and stuff like that so it was nice to pay them you know something back and obviously great achievement for myself um I think I read earlier uh, you captain the side at the age of 18 in a in a yeah. cup game what was that like as a young young lad yeah, that was it. Was a bit of a stranger, really, because I, I knew I was a bit of a leader on the pitch. You know, I liked to, you know, like all my mates and you know the like people I played with, whatever age I was, I, I had to get me. Um, if I had an opinion, I had something to say. I had to get it across. So I'm always being a bit of a leader, um, and I was obviously captain of the youth team at, um, at Wrexham, so 16 to 18. So, but obviously to get at 18 was it was a bit. Um, it's a bit scary. Um, I remember we were playing Gresley, I think it was in the FA Trophy, and obviously the captains have got to meet um, the referees before the games, you know, just, you know, let them know and speak to the referees, um, how, you know, how the game's going to pan out and stuff like that. And um, I got called by Andy Morell, who was the manager at the time, player manager, and he, um, he said, Robbie, you've got to go see the referee. And I thought, this is a bit strange, and what does it mean? But obviously it came to me head then that I was, um, that was captain um, for the game. You... You know, you, I think you made over a hundred appearances throughout your time at Wrexham. Yeah. Um, you must be proud of uh, proud of that, really. Yeah, it is. You know, like like I said, being a local lad, you know, just playing for your hometown club, so just you know, wearing that shirt with your name on the back of your uh, back of your shirt, just playing one game for Wrexham would have been a massive achievement. Um, for me to get over the hundred hundred appearances for the club was, um, you know, was something that. I never thought that would actually come true. Um, you know, like I said, a local lad around the Wrexham area, so it's 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 hard, you know, sometimes to actually think about what you've achieved. But you know, when I look back at it, and obviously just hearing you say that, it, it does um, it does stick out, you know, for me. And um, you know, it came down to a bit of hard work from me, from myself. That you know, I had to put, I had to go out and get that. Um, but like I said, it, it like it. it Made everyone so proud, and especially me. And you know, I still look back at you know some of the games on you know on YouTube or that I've got on um, on my on my laptop, and it's um, no, it's um, it's brilliant. I really um, really enjoyed it. Do you remember your first competitive goal for the Wrexham? First competitive goal, yeah, I do ban it away. Yeah, I think wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good one. Ban at the time we top the league. Uh, I'm kind of running away with the league, and so we were going there. I think we were just around the playoffs. Um, so I, I think um, well, we definitely would have took a point. Um, yeah, I remember the goal; it just came out, it came bounced out, and I don't really score many goals. 
Um, but that was up there, probably the best finishes I did. I edged the 18 yard box and um, yeah, bottom corner. I remember a couple of the nights because it was a school night. Well, I say school night, it was college night, you know. So some of the lads who were in college finished them, um, came straight down, and they were in the stands. So um, that one sticks out definitely. That one, and I remember. I think it was about four or five months later, we played Barn in reverse fixture at home and we beat him 1 0. And I scored again in that. So, um, yeah, that wasn't too bad. That was a good feeling, definitely. Since you um, since you were at Wrexham, I think, under Andy Morrell, what was that like as a, you know, he was a striker for Wrexham and then he also went on to manage the club? Yeah, it was good because I, I when I was in the youth team, Andy Morrell was playing in the first team. Um, and it was the year where Wrexham got 98 points and I think Fleetwood was Fleetwood when obviously Jamie Vardy was there that just um, pipped it to go and win the league um, so when obviously I knew knew of him um, obviously he was you know kind of like a well he is a Wrexham legend um, so obviously when I got promoted into the first team squad and he was a player manager no one everyone else every, every club I've been to you call the manager Gaffer I think everywhere in football that's heard of but with Andy Morelli he certainly said I don't want to be known as Gaffer he wants to be known as Mazza and that's what we all called him Andy Morelli so it was a good relationship that we had with him you know he could be a manager and he could be focused and if he had to shout with you he would but then also he, he, was, he had that playing side as well where he was playing so you could you could speak to him as a normal player not as a manager um, so he had that little balance which definitely for me for a young kid it worked out well you know if I need to get shot with that do something right he would do it but also he'd put an arm around me because he was like a player like everyone else what was he was he any different like when he became a manager or was he just um, no I, I don't think he no Andy Morrell he, he's, he's very uh, he's got a great personality he's his bounce is unbelievable. You know, he's been around, he's he seen it all. So all the jokes, he could, you know, he could tell every joke going at every club that he's been at. Um, so he, he didn't want to change that. He didn't want to change the atmosphere in the, you know, in the um, in the change room. So, for example, he had an office, obviously, upstairs. But when we, we'd get changed in the change rooms before training, he'd be in the change rooms, you know, with the music on, just because he still wanted to see people, uh, see uh, people see him as, as a player. Um, which, which you know, was must, must have been so hard for him to do. But I think you know it kept a good balance, and you know he had a good two years. I think two and a half years when he was at Wrexham as uh, as player manager. Do you, do you have any like any particular uh, favourite game you had, or was that your debut? Or well, I was at Wrexham. Yeah, oh, yeah. One sticks out for me was a derby against Chester. Um, I think everyone, every Wrexham fan, would tell you. Beating Chester is, um, it, it sticks out. Joey Jones used to say to me, he was my Wrexham youth team manager, who's played in the Merseyside derby, and he said to him to this day, playing in the Wrexham Chester is still, um, to him, feels more, feels bigger, and it means more to him than it did in the Merseyside derby. And I can understand what you meant by that, um, just because it, it's so passionate, you know, like I said, it's 12 miles that splits the, um, splits the border from Wrexham to Chester, and um, every kid, while they're growing up in Wrexham, dreams of scoring a derby. I think Mark Jones, uh, I think Mark Jones did it, um, and he obviously just lives down the road from me. So um, to beat Chester and playing it, I did, and I wanted to do, and then to score in it, um, I think that one sticks out for me. I think there was ten thousand fans there. I think I had about two hundred mates or you know family and friends in there as well. So um, for for one for a game that probably definitely sticks out for me that I still you know look through back the pictures and the videos and um, definitely very good memories from that game. Were you were you nervous about that game because you know, you... yeah very, I, I never used to get obviously at Wrexham I was a little bit nervous at the start um, when I was obviously younger but after that the nerves started going away uh, for me but every time I was playing Chester just because it meant that you know it meant that much to me and I knew how much it went to the uh, meant to the Wrexham fans. Because I was one of them, I didn't want to lose. So I used to the night before. I used to work myself up. Sometimes I couldn't sleep. I just wanted to get the game over and done with. And then knowing, you know, thinking if I do lose the game, you know, I'm going to feel exactly how them fans feel as well because I'm I'm in the surroundings of the Wrexham area. You know, I'm going to see the news, the leader, the local newspapers on the Monday because I'm from the area. So it just it meant so much that I worked myself up. Sometimes, sometimes it paid off because I just. Well, every time I give 110, percent um, but sometimes you know it might have it might have um, you know messed with me game a little bit. Um, but no, Wrexham Chester, nothing, nothing comes uh, anything close to that. Obviously, Wrexham have had a few wins over Chester in, in recent years. Um, 
Did the rest of the players feel that uh, same pressure, what you were feeling? Um, I'd like to think so. Um, I'd like to think so. Um, I, th- I think uh, when it came to Derby, I think definitely they got worked up for it. You know, they wanted a win. I think maybe they didn't realise after the game how much it actually meant. You know, it's just not one of them things that you lose on a Saturday, come to Monday, or oh, it's forgotten with uh, in Wrexham. It'll be well, it'll be until the next fixture. You know, the reverse fixtures, so it would stick there, especially in the Wrexham local area. It would stick because, for example, I, I, I when I scored it, I played for Wrexham, what, four or five years ago now. I still, when I go around the Wrexham area, I still get people coming up to me about, oh, what was it like to score in a derby? You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it still it still goes on uh, for that long. Um, so obviously when you've got lads who are from Liverpool and from Manchester, play a game go back to their you know their families and they, they don't see they don't see how much it actually meant to the fans um unless you're actually from um you know the area of Wrexham or, or Chester um yeah I, I was reading earlier um you had a fantastic season in the 2015-16 you know you won young player the award yeah um that must be another proud moment in, in the red shirt yeah, it was like I always wanted when I was at the time at Wrexham. I always wanted to, um, you know, commit myself to being a starting starting um, in the starting eleven squad. Because um, obviously, when I was you know coming through the through the ranks, it was always you know maybe making a few appearances off the bench, getting a few starts. So as the seasons was going on, I wanted to, you know, make sure that my name was on the team sheet every week. Um, and that season, I kind of did it, cemented myself in the squad in the starting eleven. Um, Obviously, we would have liked to, you know, have a reward at the end of the season, lifting trophies and that, but I didn't manage to get to that. But, you know, for me personally, you know, it was probably up there with me, you know, for my best season, probably in football. And then obviously to be rewarded at the end of the season with um, Young Player of the Year, you know, like I said, as man, uh, many of the achievements, you know, that was definitely, that's definitely up there for me personally and, and, um, and my family and friends. Did you play much under uh, Kevin Wilkin and Gary Mills? Um, I didn't the start. I didn't the start. I was I was on the fringes a little bit of where I mean I was coming on the off the bench or sometimes I wasn't making appearance. Um, and then I, I think I was lucky. I think Jay Harris and Dean Keynes both got um, both got injured at the same time. I think one was suspended and one got injured. So I got me me chance. And then I remember after that I was going on. Um, went. I think I played about 14, 15 games. You know, started every one of them games. So it was up to me to prove, you know, that I can, I can do it. You know, you don't have to rely on me coming on the bench just because someone's getting tired. I can, I can do the, you know, the ninety-minute job. And um, it worked out. I probably would have liked to play a little bit more. Um, it didn't obviously work that out, you know, out that much. But um, you know, Kevin Wilk, I still got on with him really well, you know. And like I said, I start to remember there was players in front of me that were very experienced that I've been about, and I was um, I was still a young lad learning that, learning stuff. Um, obviously. Coming towards the end of uh, 2016 season and 17, you obviously released. Were you dis- disappointed with with that, or did you think your your time was time to move on because of the players? Yeah, it was it was a bit of both. Um, it was a bit of mixed emotions. Obviously, I felt like um, I could have given a lot more for the club. Um, in that in that season, I got released. I I was I played for the whole season with uh, with an injury. Um, the squad the squad that we had. Um, Probably wasn't the strongest squad for for a big club like Wrexham. Um, I got captain um, full time, so I was a captain of Wrexham. So I, I did feel like there was a lot of responsibility on me. You know, I wanted to give everything for Wrexham, um, and I, I always have. You know, technically, he might not be the best player on that on that um, on the pitch during that time, but I know for a fact that I was one of them that would give 110 percent every week. So at the end of the season, I was disappointed, obviously, to get released. Um, but at the same time, it, it probably was probably the right decision as well, just because I felt like I needed a fresh start from from Wrexham, um, and obviously because it's it's so hard playing for Wrexham and living in Wrexham. There was so much demand, and, and for me, you know, it was it was you know sometimes the social life wasn't like existence. You know, you'd you'd be going out and you know maybe you'd see a few fans that weren't happy with the performance, and you'd be getting stopped in the streets where maybe you're just going to the shop to get some bread and milk. Um, so I did feel that it was probably the right time for me um, to go and um, experience football elsewhere. Um, no disrespect, obviously, Roxon for that reason, but, um, you know, it was disappointing to leave, but at the same time, I think maybe it was the uh, best decision for me to um, go and have a fresh start somewhere else. 
when when do you get informed um, with what's happening? Like whether you're going to stay on or so it, it's only happened once with me. Well, at Wrexham, obviously, um, it was when so obviously the last game of the season, for example, it was the 25th of April. It'd be the following Monday or the Tuesday, so it'd be fall, it'd be the next week after the last game of the season. Um, I think that usually stands out for uh, they they like to let you know before, and then you can go and have your holidays and stuff like that. So yeah, it was literally I think the last game of the season we played Forest Green. Um, I think it was Forest Green. Can't remember. That's that's a tricky one actually. And then it's you know the following Monday, um, usually we you know we're in the office and that's where you have you sit down and have little chats and um, discuss what's actually happening. Um, obviously, then you 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 go to Billericay. Um, yeah. Is that is was it because of they were professional and obviously with the, uh, with the manager down there, he's, you know, he's well he's well known, isn't he really? <laughs> yeah. So you can say that. Yeah. It was, it was, I go back, when I said I wanted a fresh start, I just wanted maybe to move, I wanted to move out of Wrexham. I wanted to, you know, go experience football elsewhere. Um, I kind of wanted to stay in the conference, um, but I wanted to move out of the area of Wrexham to have a fresh start by myself. Um, and then I had a few offers were coming in. I had Kidderminster coming in. Um, I had Tamworth, Alfreton. Um, and, you know, they were all good offers. They were brilliant, really. But then Bill Ricky came in. And um, it just excited me a little bit what they were planning on doing there. The profile of the players that were there also. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Um, so I, I remember I remember Tuesday night, I was I was at the pub, I think, because obviously the season was over. And I think there was the Champions League, what was on? There was some, something on, I can't remember, a football game. might have been a playoff game, um, like a first leg, one of them in the Championship. And I remember I was in the pub and I was just about to sit down and have a sip of me of my pint and I remember getting a phone call off Glenn Tappen saying you need to be in Essex 7 o'clock tomorrow morning <laughs> if you want to sign and I was like what? you know because he um, obviously 24 hours before this he, he rang me up and gave me an offer and he said you've got 24 hours when a manager says you've got 24 hours do you think oh, you've got 48 you know 72 hours but actually obviously if you know Glenn Tappen or you've seen what he's about if he says 24 hours kind of means 24 hours so didn't obviously have that pint uh, I had to get down to Essex that same night um, I, I booked a hotel and stayed over and went to his uh, went to his house on the following morning and um, ended up signing so it was kind of when I was driving down I was thinking am I making the right decision am I not it was a tough one but like I said I ended up putting pen to paper and um, and then I ended up moving down to Essex yeah could you not could he not give you like a bit more time, or was he just so definitely not? It was one of them. Was if if I didn't give an answer, he'd go and get someone else, and then there would be me then thinking, right, have I regretted something here? Have I regretted something not signing? You know what I mean? So it was one of them where I had to make a rash decision. Um, so I remember just uh, filling my car up and just yeah, getting on the um, the M1 and straight down to Essex. Um, what was well, what was that like then? You know, you, we, we all know what time of Billericay. Yeah, yeah, it was for, for me. It was good. Uh, I got player of the season, um, so that was a, you know a great achievement by the end of the season. We ended up winning the treble, um, which is exactly what we wanted to do. Um, you know, we wanted to get into the Conference South, um, and then we wanted to win you know the the, the League Cup and the uh, the Essex Cup as well, and we did that. I think we had a little good run in the FA Cup as well. Um, we got to the first round. Um, FA Trophy as well. I think we got to the fifth round. So, you know, for me, it was a very, very good season. And as a team, um, it was just, like I said, there was so much high profile, you know, right around the club. Um, it, was, uh, it was very demanding. You know, you had to win a game. If you didn't win a game, it would be um, maybe not getting paid and stuff like that. So, it, it, it was bizarre. And, you know, it was very, very much business down there. But like I said, footballing wise, played with a lot of um, professional um, ex-Premier League players and stuff like that and high profile players um, you know I learned a lot from and um, definitely added um, skills and uh, to my game So say if, if you lost a game or something would he would he like threaten you saying that you're not going to get paid or In a way yeah yeah it would, you know it, it would he wouldn't ever do it he'd always get paid that was one thing that you'd always get paid but on a sad day if you lost he would threaten and say that um, so you're thinking shit am I going to get paid or you know but you would definitely you would definitely get paid it was just how he how he used to say it you'd believe that you wouldn't get paid because he was such he was such a businessman where 
well, that's where he's made his money. You know, he was putting his money into that club, and he didn't want people. He didn't want to get beat. Simple as, which is rightly so, because it's his money. He was he was pay, paying people's wages, um, so he would get that angry, like he would in in, a, in an office. You know, if someone weren't doing their job right, he'd sack them. That's how he would. He was like in the change room. He would never do it because obviously we had contracts where he'd have to pay us. Um, but I think if we if we lost the game, he, he definitely didn't like paying us. Definitely, but like I said, he definitely he, he always did. He always did. Yeah, well, you said there then uh, you had you had offers with Kidminster, Tamworth, and Affleton. What was what? Why Billericay? It was ju- it was just an exciting project. Um, it was the season before everyone started hearing him. You know, it was the song "The World's Grace" and stuff like that. Um, I knew you know Paul Konchesky, Jamie O'Hara were there. Um, the stadium was completely demolished, and they built they built a new stadium and everything like that. We were training; they were training at West Ham training ground. It was, and then obviously the lifestyle of living down south. It was just all that that just thought, you know what? Am I ever going to get this chance to to live down to live down in London or live down in Essex again? Am I ever going to get a chance to play with ex Premier League footballers? Am I ever going to get the chance to train at a, a Premier League training ground every day? And I thought, no, I'm not. I'm probably never going to get that opportunity again. So it just came down to, would I rather be training at Alfredson's training ground, no disrespect, or training at West Ham's training ground? Um, and then, like I said, I, I kind of made the decision of, yeah, just going for it and um, not regretting it. And I, I definitely don't regret it because, like I said, I had a good, had a good season there and then I come up with um, a few trophies and some rewards for myself. How would that work with uh, with the training then? If it was at West Ham, you know, obviously West Ham are in the Premier League, and it was there. It was there. Yeah, it was there. Um, the centre of excellence, there, it's everyone's there. The West Ham training ground where West Ham were just training there, the academy one. So um, the under twenty threes would use the academy one, but the, the first team were just getting a new training ground at the time at West Ham. So they used to train at the one where. Billy Ricky trained obviously moved on to a different so we they used that one then to put under 23s in their games um, but the pitch there was about three or four pitches there so obviously there was room for the 23s and for um, Billy Ricky to train there as well um, you obviously you mentioned uh, Jamie O'Hara and Paul Kuczewski. Um what yeah. was what was that like? Um <laughs> insane um yeah you've you've definitely got two brilliant players you know people that have uh, made it at a top level but you had also two different personalities you had Jamie Wara who was kind of like the arrogant but in a good way you know he knew he was a good footballer he knew you know he knew he made it he knew he played in the Premier League um same as Jermaine Pennant when he was there as well he was exactly the same he was arrogant but in a good way um he likes to brag about what he's done with rightly so because everyone would if they'd be playing in the Champions League final like Jermaine has but with Paul Kinchaski he was completely opposite you, if you met him on a street or if you met him on a training ground you would not think um, looking at how much speaking to him that he played in the Premier League he was just so down to earth um, he, he was so respectful he, 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 the, the surname did not matter you know Paul Kinchaski that name didn't matter to him he just wanted to win I've never, see, I've never met anyone or seen anyone who trains as hard as him or um, who, play, who plays the game is just like he wants to win football. You know, he didn't think about money, he didn't think about rewards or anything like that. He just wanted to do it for himself. Um, Jamie O'Hara's become the manager now. Did was there any indication when you were there that he, he could become the manager or? No, <laughs> I definitely didn't think he'd be a manager. Well, um, I, he's a coach. I, I knew he was a coach. You know, he, he, he'd helped me out a lot. You know, being playing in the same position, so he's definitely got the. You know, he had the experience to be a coach, one hundred percent. I never thought Paul Kinchaski, yeah, one hundred percent. But I never thought um, that he'd go and be uh, a manager, player manager. Obviously, yeah, I can see that, but I didn't think he was going to go that soon um, to be a manager, but. You know, fair play to him. He, you know, he stuck to his word of Billericay because I think when Glenn Tadden left, Billericay were kind of in a little bit of a mess. So, you know, Jamie, you know, stepped in and, you know, like a high profile name like that. Surely, you know, he can, he's done it the right way. He's attracting young lads from like QPR and Crystal Palace, stuff like that. So, um, like I said, if you want to be a manager, if you've got anybody, if you want to learn somewhere, it's probably a club that you've played at. So, you know, the ends of the out and, you know, someone who that's in the calibre of them leagues um, and obviously work your way up and see what um, eventually happens. Um, you obviously, I think you spent a season there. At Bilal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, what happened? Um, any any particular reason why you left? Or so yeah, we I did did twelve months. Um, and then I I had well I had I signed a three year contract. So I still had another two years that remain on my contract. Um, it got to a stage where 
I was missing home a little bit. Um, you know, I was missing my friends. I was missing missing my family. Um, and then Billericay wanted to cut, you know, the, the budget down a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, which was fine. But obviously, when they cut my wage down, they wanted mine was down by I think well, quite a bit. Um, and obviously, it, it, it was just obviously a bit of a mess when it came to that. That they wanted me to cut down my money and stuff like that. So we just came to a mutual agreement. What they were offering me, I probably couldn't have lived down there on that wage um, by myself. You know, obviously renting somewhere and stuff like that. Um, so it, it came to a mutual no, no, like obviously uh, disagreements or something like that. It came to an agreement where we both just said, you know what, then we'll go get someone who's local down here on that wage, and for me to go um, back, you know, back up, um, back up north. Yeah. Um, any any little stories or anything that you can mention about your time at Billericay? Um. <laughs> Nights out. Depends, depends what the audience, how old the audience is on this. <laughs> it can be anything. Um, uh, well, yeah, there was there was a couple to be fair. Obviously, there was one of the sticks that was. It was literally this. This involves Paul Conchetti. Um I wouldn't say it's a funny story. It's just, it's just something always that. But you know, I remember we played West Ham um, in a in a friendly. This, um, it was the opening of our stadium, and. I had me, me four, but I had me three best mates. Was it three that came down? Yeah, three best mates that came down for the night. It was a Tuesday night. They came down to watch it. So they booked the hotel, obviously, because they all couldn't fit in me flat. So they booked the hotel, and after it, we said, oh, you know what, we'll go out. And we drew, I think it was 1-1, and I got mad at the match at the end of the game. So we said, right, we'll go out for a few drinks. So we went back, we got ready and stuff like that, and it was a Tuesday night. So I've never been out, so we didn't have a clue where to go. Next minute, we walk into a pub, and Paul Kincheski, who obviously who's just played the game, so we just ended up having a drink with Paul Kincheski, and then yeah, it ended up just being a being a night out where my best mates, who I've never had a drink probably with a Premier League footballer before, an ex Premier League, are having are getting drinks both from by Paul Kincheski. We go to a bar, we buy like a table and stuff like that. We didn't buy a table. Paul Kincheski bought the tables, and um, yeah, I think it was I think it was a good night for me mates to come down because I didn't have a free night off uh, off Paul Kincheski. <laughs> What was him? Was he any any like problems in the dressing room with him, or was he just down to earth with you? Or with Paul Kincheski? Yeah. No, no problems at all. He he was um, he was brilliant. He, I honestly got I still speak to him now. He still texts me now, asking like, you know, how, how's football going? How's my coaching going and stuff like that. Um, but he's, he's just the most down to earth. And if you follow him on Instagram as well, he's probably the most fittest person that I've ever met as well he's he's ridiculous like, I think he's about 38, 39 now and he's still doing 10k runs in like 42 minutes and stuff like that he's just he, he's just like so committed of, um, of staying fit and you know being in the best shape he possibly can um, after Bellericke you had a I, f- I think it's fair to say you had a few months off um, before going to Warrington yeah yeah, yeah what, what was the time with so it was it was a little strange one just because obviously wanted to come back up north and uh, after we time with Ricky I had offers but they were all from down south just because there wasn't many north clubs that were looking at south clubs you know, it was there wasn't many clubs that this area were looking to bring players up from the south to north that makes sense yeah um, I had a lot of south clubs interested in me I had Darth had interested in me I had Borenwood I had Bromley. But obviously, I wanted to come back up up north. Um, so when my time around here was, I didn't really have many many offers coming in. It was more me approaching clubs, looking for me to you know come in and do a bit of training. Um, so it was a bit of a strange one. I had I had a few Welsh Premier League clubs um, coming in for me. Um, well, I wouldn't say coming in for me. I'd interested. You know, I had the Ballers, I had Baller, um, I had Connors Key. Um, Kevin Druid as well, um, but for me, I just wanted to stay in, in the English system um, for you know for a little bit longer before I went to the Welsh. And that's no disrespect to the Welsh Premier League or the Welsh system. I just wanted to stay in the the English pyramid, you know, for the likes of you know playing in the uh, the FA Cup and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and then I, I received a phone call. I was training with Wrexham Youth Team just to keep fit because obviously I did a bit of coaching there. So I went and trained with Wrexham Youth Team just to keep myself fit and stuff like that. And then. I remember Joey Jones was helping me out and um, that's when Paul Carden, who was the Warrington town manager, rang me up and um, just said, we've got a game on Saturday. Do you want to come and um, basically just come and have a game? So I said, yeah, 100%. So I went there and then played the game. I think we played AFC Liverpool, I think it was. Uh, we won 3-0 and then 
that was it then. I, you know, he, he offered me a contract after the game and um, it was probably, it was more for me just probably getting the love of the game back, you know, for missing it for like, say, two and a half months. You know, I wasn't training or nothing like that. Um, so, yeah, ended up just signing for uh, for Warrington Town. Um, so, you obviously said about Warrington. Um, we've had a question from a Warrington supporter. Oh yeah. Uh, he said, "What did you think about your your time at Warrington and the disappointment of losing to Kingsland?" Yeah, I well for my season at Warrington, I loved it. Yeah, um, you know, I played. I think I played about forty three, forty three games. I think I played. So, you know, I was playing more you know more or less every week. We had a great bunch of lads. We you know we had David Raven, who was ex Wrexham, Matt Roberts, ex Fleetwood. Uh, we had a very very good squad. Chandler Kreff also who's at Wrexham the season, two seasons before. Um, so we had a great squad, um, and deservedly right. We you know we, we got into the playoffs. We just missed out on uh, winning the league because we dipped in form in a month. Um, but yeah, going back to the Kings Lane game, it, it frustrates me to this day because that season the, the Evil Stick at the time decided to do the Super Playoff Final, which was a load of. I'm not going to swear, but yeah, it was terrible just because we, we played the playoff semi-final, we played Natwich and we won 4-1, it was just one leg and then we got to the playoff final against South Shields and um, we beat them 2-1. So overall, that would probably, well, they would after any other season before or after now, that would see you back to the Commerce North. But we had to do a super playoff final where someone did exactly the routine that we did in the southern area um, where we obviously ended up playing Kings Lynn which is bizarre. We haven't got the equipment to know, well, the equipment, the sources, I'd say, to know what they were like. We could just go off YouTube. So when we played them, we didn't really know what formation they were going to play, what kind of their, were their strengths, what their weaknesses. So we were going into, both for both teams, that is, we were, both, we were going into that game a bit blindfolded. And um, we ended up losing 3-2. Um, so that was, yeah, for that game, that's not a very good name because, like you said, we, I think we were winning 2-1 as well with, seven minutes to go something like that and then we concede a penalty um, and then we lose it goes to the extra time and then we ended up losing 3-2 and like I said I think on the day we were probably a bet, the better team as well because we had such a good squad then you know we probably could have seen ourselves doing a good you know doing a good account for ourselves in the Commerce North because well look at Kings Lynn now I think they're top of the league well they are second I think at the moment so you know we matched them all the way and probably should have you know and deserved to win that game so going back to that question yeah loved my time at Warrington uh, great bunch of lads um, that game there was um, very very sickening um, am I right in saying you were offered a new deal at the end of the season yeah yeah I got offered, I got offered a new deal at Warrington um, I was I was I was so close to um, actually agreeing and signing it um, but obviously I had, uh, I had another offer then well I, I say another offer I had, I had a phone call to go and have a chat um, with uh, Mark Bradshaw and um Kind of, yeah, it kind of went from there, really. Well, we'll come on to Kirsten now. Uh, you, you joined in 2019. Um, yeah. Are you, how, are you, how are you finding it there? Yeah, I've loved it, to be fair. Um, like I said, after after Warrington, it was probably for me to get back into the um, into the conference, into the National League system. Um, so I had a phone call, had a few phone calls to go on a few trials, Um I went to Telford. Um, Telford wanted me to go down on trial. Um, I went there for a bit of training sessions. Absolute nightmare. Split my head open. I think on the first training session, so I couldn't train for like two weeks because I was obviously concussed and stuff like that. Uh, but then Curzon Ashton came in. So yeah, I met Mark Bradshaw, um, and um, yeah, it's just the whole thing. There's such a family club. Um, like my mum and dad have never. They, they say now they've never been to a club that's so family orientated you know at that place it's it's so it's so well run and um, the training facilities you know superb for that kind of standard the pitch is probably the best in the league um so it, it was yeah I've, I've, I've definitely enjoyed it there we've got a great bunch of lads got a good car school um you know everything about it really um is spot on um you're currently 18th um in the league well before it before football stopped uh, yeah is it? What's your thoughts on that? Is it underachievement or is it? Um, yeah, we, we 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 at the start of the season we, we the McGaffer got a complete whole new squad. So we had I think there was about sixteen new faces in. So we, we knew it was going to take time to gel. 
Um, and there would be parts where we were thinking we would be playing, for example, we play York City, um, we'd be Telford, we'd be Kidderminster. A lot of the full-time team clubs, we were beating. But then when we were playing the teams, for example, who were obviously lower than us, we, were, we weren't beating. We, um, we just couldn't suss it out. Um, obviously, we, we, we could have done with maybe you know strengthening the squad a little bit in some departments and stuff like that. <coughs> but obviously, players and Ashton are not, you know, we haven't got a massive budget. We know that. That's why we're kind of a squad that, you know, knits and grits and works well for each other. So, you know, we, we, we done well, you know, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say we, um, we were outstanding the whole season, but I think as a new squad and a new manager, new assistant, you know, a complete new, new, um, new squad, we, um, we definitely, you know, you counted well for ourselves at some parts of the season, definitely. Um, I think I've seen a video of you with the fans after the York game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was all right. It was, that was, it was, yeah. I remember at the start of the season, we got off to a good start and uh, the, sang, the, the fans started uh, singing a song about me. So, obviously, which is which is a good thing. Um, but I broke, um, I broke my ankle, um, I think in the fourth or fifth, the fifth game it was, a guy was away, so I was out for two and a half months. And then the first game back was a Telford one, and then my second game back was a York. So we just beat Telford 2-1 when we first came back um, and got man of the match. And then we, we beat York, and obviously York, full-time club, the wages that they're paying are, you know, probably League 2 kind of standard. They're getting, you know, they were, come, they, they were going the league. They, you know, that's what they were, they were, they were, they were fancying. So... It was it was um, de- definitely a special um, special after the game special moment for me anyway. Um, well, we'll we'll talk about um, a disappointing one. I think you did an interview with the club after the Hereford game where you, I think it was uh, conceded a penalty in the last minute. Sorry, mate. Can you just repeat that? I missed that. Um, the disappointment. Well, you know, you had the highs of with the fans against York, and then the disappointment against Hereford. Yeah, um, yeah. You could really tell you you were down after that when you did the interview with the club. Yeah, that was that was a strange one. Um, just because we we were doing so well against a very good team who were kind of down there with us as well, um, and we we battered them all the whole game. We battered them, and we deserved. Well, we definitely deserved three points before the game. We probably would have took um, the point being a big club like they are. Um, but we we, um, we made some changes during the game that probably we didn't need to do, um, which probably affected us, um, you know, in the, uh, during the, um, the end of the game. But like I said, it's one of them that the manager, he put his hands up at the end of the game and um, he said, you know, he made a mistake. And, we, you know, we forgot, we, you know, like you said, we got a point at the end of the day, but it was definitely, um, definitely second in that one. Um, what, there's a there's a question come from one of the Kirsten fans. Um, yeah, I think he means if if football is stopped now. Um, oh yeah. How how would you how would you say the, your season's gone? Um, like I said, it's it's such a tough one. Um, for me personally, obviously, you know, it's 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 been a good one. Like I said, getting myself um, being captain of Kirsten towards the end of the season and. Um, getting over the injury and stuff like that. Um, obviously, as a fan, they probably want us to be higher in the league. But um, it's been a tough one. You know, we've had so many injuries, um, suspensions at the wrong times. You know, it's been unfortunate, really. We've had, we've had no luck during the season. Um, but we've got a good spot hopefully stick together for next season. You know, we get a few new faces in and, you know, definitely... Because um, I think Curzon's record is... I don't, think they've ever, I don't think they've finished higher than 12th, I think. So obviously, you know that would be, you know, for next season, a target that 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 would um, definitely, you know, be able to um, succeed. Is that you saying that you're going to commit for next season? <laughs> Do you want to be my agent? <laughs> yeah, go on. How much are you going to pay? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. I spoke to the manager about it. He definitely. Um, you know, he might be listening now. Actually, I got. <laughs> he, he knows. You know, obviously, you know what. Um, what I'd like next year. You know, at the club, obviously a few new faces and stuff like that. But I've enjoyed my time there. You know, like I, I'm still a Curtis National player until you know the first of May. So um, I haven't really thought about next season too much. And um, it's all like I said, it's all a bit bizarre just because of what's going on and stuff like that. So in the football business, you know, we don't really know what's going on and stuff like that. When's it's going? When's it going to start? And if the season's going to, um, 
if the season actually going to remain in the in the National League. Uh, well, well, we'll talk about that. If if the season does go on, we, would you be happy with it to go May, June, maybe July? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it, it's it's a tough one. I thought about it so many times because obviously we're in a position where you know when we're safe but we're not safe but then we think you know what if we were if we were York City or Kings Lynn would we, would we want the season to be void you wouldn't you'd be absolutely devastated so it'd be unfair for me to say yeah avoid the season you know start start everything fresh next season so it'd be unfair for me to say that just because if I was first and I was 10 points clear and avoided the season I'd be absolutely devastated. I'd be ringing up the FA and stuff like that. So, you know, if it's got to go through May and June, you know, we, we've done Saturday. We, I think we've got eight games remaining. You know, Saturday and Tuesday, that's four weeks. It's in a month. It could be potentially all and done with, you know, in June. Um, and, you know, maybe start the season further on it rather than August, you know, start it later on in September, maybe something like that. I think it could work out. Um, so you, you mentioned about you, you breaking your ankle. How Was it a total disappointment with... With it, really, it's going to be a stop-start season. Yeah, I've always had problems with my ankles. Like I said, I, I had a bad challenge when I was at Wrexham that um, rolled my ankle on a tackle. Um, it's always after every game, my ankle, you know, goes up like a balloon that I was have to put in an ice bucket, stuff like that. So it's never been right. Obviously, that was too with ligament damage to that. So I'm done, I don't know if this is weird. I'm touching wood right now. When I broke my ankle after it, I've never my ankle. I've not had a problem with it since. Um, so I don't know if that someone breaking my ankle is actually a good thing in the end because after every game now I don't need to ice it. I don't, you know, I still need to do me, you know, me rehab and stuff like that on it. But I don't need to worry about it too much just because it seems to be a little bit stronger. If that makes sense, yeah. I don't know. I'm no, I'm no fucking doctor, but you know, it's it seems all right at the moment. Um, well, you you mentioned your manager on a number of occasions. Um, in this interview, he's yeah. he's obviously had a few words to say on on Twitter this, this afternoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I think I don't think he's happy with your goals. He's got to remember he didn't sign a goal scoring midfielder. He signed a, a midfielder that just sits in front of the back four and sprays balls, <laughs> <laughs> sprays balls into the stands. You've you've obviously scored four now. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I said. If the season was carrying on, I'd be on about four now, but. Like I said, just because it stopped at the wrong time, I was just you know smashing them in and training and stuff like that, and I could see myself scoring. And then obviously with with everything that's happened now, it's just had to be um, put on hold for now. Um, I'm just going to ask you a few fire questions, Rob, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, toughest toughest uh, um, ground in the league for yourself. Ooh, toughest ground for me. I'd say uh, Chester, just because I get so much shit off them because I'm Welsh and they don't like me. <laughs> uh, best team you've come up against this year best team oh, that's a tough one that there's a few obviously York City are very strong but we've actually done really well against them um, Boston are very strong Brackley I'd say Brackley are very good um, Kevin Wilkin actually was a manager and we always Every team I've played with, whether I've been to Billericay or stuff like that, I've played them with Warrington as well. They are very strong. They're such a strong team, and they're always in the playoffs as well. But they can't see, they can't manage to seem to um, to get out of that league. But toughest opponent this season, um, I'd say Brackley. Um, we'll we'll just talk about Kevin Wilkin now. Um, obviously, he left Wrexham and then he went to Brackley. Were you surprised yeah. he dropped down the level, or were you? Um, I was a little bit. I I, I knew. Obviously, I think because he was at Nuneaton, obviously at that kind of level. So I think he wanted to go back down to somewhere where um, you know he, he, he knew the leagues and stuff like that, and he knew the teams he was going to come up against. But it, Ken Wilkins was a very good manager. Um, I think his time at Wrexham was definitely cut too short. Um, I think he could have he could have had a good name for himself there. I really enjoyed working working under him um, and I thought he was a very good man like you say he brought some good players and he brought in Louis Moult um, Connor Jennings so he brought a very very good team in um, it didn't seem to work out but I think you know it's tough bringing like I said bringing a team together and just giving them 12 months um, I think it was definitely a bit tough on him and I think he deserved a bit more time um, to, uh, Best player you've played with? Is that this season or it all can, together? It can be anything Oh, I've got a few. Um, I'd say Connor Jennings is up there. 
I've got two. I've got Connor Jennings and Dominic Vose as well. Um, Dominic Vose was a winger, wasn't he? Yeah, at yeah. Wrexham, yeah. I'm saying them two just because obviously with Paul Koncheski and everyone knows they're very good players. But with Connor Jennings, I've never seen someone obviously wants to win as much as him. Um, he knew what the back of the net was. You could play him in any position. And, um, you know, he'd give you a 7 out of 10. Um, and Don Vose, um, in training, he's... It's a bit. It frustrates me so much that I don't know where he's playing now because I don't think he's he's really playing at a level that he should be because he was he was different class. Like you couldn't in train, you couldn't get the ball off him, and even in games, sometimes we know we had a chance if we if it was nil nil in the ninetieth minute, we know if we give the ball to Dominic Rose, we'd get a chance definitely and probably most importantly probably a goal as well. He was just he was unbelievable, and his goal against Gateshead as well. It, it, that pisses me off because I scored in that game and I don't like I said I don't score many goals. Um, we were winning one nil, but then we won three nil, and he probably scored the best goal that I've ever seen. He's took on about seven Gateshead defenders, and um, ended up putting the ball in the bottom of the corner. That obviously people look that look back at that game now and think about Dominic Vos's goal, not mine. Uh, best player in this current league now. Best player, ooh, that's a tough one. There's a few. Ah. Uh, that is a very tough one in this league in the Conference North. Yeah. Um, the partnership of Kings Lynn, the, the two strikers they've got there, um, Maria and Michael Gash, I think between them they've got about 40 odd goals this year. So I'd say I'd say Maria, I think his name's Adam Maria, who plays striker for Kings Lynn. Um, I think he's been about, but this season he, he just seems to be scoring goals for fun. Uh, the um, difficult player you've come up against in your in your career so far? I hate playing against Adriana Moke. He's, he used to be at Wrexham with me. He's um, he's at York City now. He's a winger, but he plays centre mid, and he, he's so quick and like his agility to like turn on things. That, no wonder I broke my ankle because he definitely would have done it again if I kept playing against him. He's just one of them where you can't get the ball off him. He's so, he's like a winger, but he's playing midfield. Um, so yeah, I don't really like coming up against him. Um, favorite ground to, to play at. Ever like that, I have been. Uh, uh, or, yeah, you can do. Played obviously at Wembley. That's that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. That's a decent ground. <laughs> um, but the, the best one that is probably when we played Stoke in the FA Cup third round for Wrexham. Um, that was a diff- that was very good. We we got five thousand fans there. Um, so that was that, and we we obviously to score as well. I think Mark Carrington scored a goal, so that one sticks out. That does definitely playing the Stoke Stadium. Um, one player you'd you'd want in your team, um, past or or current player? Ooh, that's a good one. I'll go for I'll go for Louis Malt. Um, yeah, I'll go for Louis Malt. I've said Connor. I'll go for Louis Malt just because um, anything in the eighteen yard box, if he got the end of it, it turned out to be a goal, um, and that's proven because, like I said, he went to the Scottish Premier League with Motherwell and done it. And then he was doing it at Preston in the Championship, but obviously he just, I think he had an injury. He's done his cruciate at the time. So, um, yeah, I'd have Louis Malt in the squad, 100%. You've, uh, you touched on uh, previously that, um, well, your time out um, after Bellerick, he had a few offers in the Welsh Prem. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you do you keep an eye on in that in that league or? Yeah, I've still got I've got a lot of people that I know, a lot of friends that um, that are play that play in that league. So I know a lot of the staff, uh, the coaches, sorry, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, definitely, I keep an eye on for the you know the results and stuff like that. I know obviously it's between TNS and Konski at the moment. Um, so it, well, it seems to be them for the last couple of seasons now. But I know Barry are up there. Um, so and my good mate of mine, Leo Smith, as well. He, he's at he's at Carnarvon. So I think is it Carnarvon? Yeah, yeah, Carnarvon. Yeah, it, it is Carnarvon, isn't it? Yeah, I myself out for it wrong. But yeah, so I, I keep an eye for the results and stuff like that. And like I said, it, it just seems to be every season now that league seems to be getting more demanding, and the expectations of it seem to be growing and growing. And it's a good league um, to play in, I think definitely. Well, um, you you said that um, maybe one day. You want to go in the, in the Welsh Prem? Yeah. Is that towards the end of your career or? Yeah, like I said, I've, I haven't got nothing against the Welsh Premier League. You know, if, if I'm there in the next twelve months, if I'm never there, if it doesn't work out for me, but um, at, the, at the moment, if if I can stay in the English system, you know, with with um, at, the, at the level I'm playing at, you know, I'd be happy to. If it comes, you know, playing in the Welsh Premier League in a couple of seasons, then you know, it 
you know, it might it might come to that. But um, I've got nothing against the Welsh Premier League. It's just at the moment I'd like to stay in the English system. But I'm never ruling out a Welsh Premier League um, club to play for. Definitely not. Um, do you see the Conference North as your level, or do you think you can get back in the National League? I, I feel I feel I can definitely get in the National League. Um, definitely, I, I feel like you know I'm 24. I'm going to be turning 25 in the summer. Um, I've played a lot of games, you know, uh, the Conference South, Conference North, and the National League. So I've done all three, really. Um, but I, I definitely feel like I, I can still do a job there. Um, hopefully, that could be with Curzon Ashton or something. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I still feel like I could do a job there. And um, who knows? You know, something you know could um, could come up anyway. I've just got a few more questions. Yep. Um, best away trip. Best away trip. Oh. Other than Stoke, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, a tough one. That I, I tell you what, I played. This is I'm just thinking of this season. We played Curzon for Curzon this year. We played Chester away, and obviously that's been a close one for me. It only took me ten minutes to get there, um, and I'm just going off that because all my mates came to it, and then. After the game, obviously we won, and then we ended up going to uh, we ended up going out in Chester after it. Did you get <laughs> Probably some wasn't the best. Yeah, it got a little bit. Probably wasn't the best decision, but um, yeah, it was definitely worth it though. So I'm just because that's a tough one. I'm just going off this season on that one. But yeah, that one's uh, that one's a good one. Um, you got any particular favourite manager or? Um, oh, I've got to say this one. I'm Matt Bradshaw. No, I, um. Oh, who did I? Gary Mills. Gary Mills, who was a Wrexham manager for uh season after Wilkins and the season before Keats, can't remember the year. Uh, he brought a good squad in, um, got us playing football. Um, so I definitely felt like I worked well under him. Um, like I said, he, he was only there for two seasons, or I think it was 16 months it was. But um, I definitely played, I learned a lot, you know, being a box-to-box midfielder more that season. So I definitely learned a lot um, from Gary Mills, definitely. Do you did you think you learned a lot from um, that first season under Mills? You know, I think you were up there, weren't you? Yeah, definitely. That was probably my that was my best season. That was um, from when I started until today. Yeah. Um, I think I only missed one game. Um, I got Young Player of the Year again that season. Um, we 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 probably should have definitely got promoted that season. We just obviously over the squad that we had, um, we just obviously I think we dipped a little bit of form in uh, in the Christmas period. Which um, obviously killed us a little bit. I can't remember. I think it was Lincoln City who went and won that league that year. Who I think now we're in League One. But um, that squad was was very good. Um, and for me personally, like I said, I played a lot of um, a lot of the best football during that year. Um, what was what was Gary Mills like? I, I a lot of Wrexham fans don't seem to. They, they all think he's an alcoholic, or is he, I, you know, I don't know. But for me. I thought he was brilliant. Like I said, he he, he was so how you how, how he spoke and how how, um, how he demanded things off. He was like an old school. I remember he used to be a forester in academy, Longham Forest went like in the eighties or the seventies, something like that. So obviously at the time when Longham Forest were in that period, they were probably the best club in in Europe at that time. Just yeah. obviously part with Liverpool. So he was a very. Um, well-demanded man, um, very old school, and that suited me just because I had Joey Jones as my youth team manager, and he was exactly the same as Joey Jones, how he was as a manager, you know, he, he was a very old school, I always remember we used to do a training thing where, I think it was pre-season, so the pitches were like, you know, dry as hell, and he used to put a mannequin, a mannequin stuck into the ground, I don't know how he's got it in, because there was no water in the grass and everything like that, and we used to put a ball around behind it, and we had to do a slide tackle around the mannequin and take the ball and the mannequin out. Considering it was 25 degrees outside with no water to be seen on the pitch. So I remember you just used to come home with like grazes on the side of your legs with your slide tackling. That, you know what I mean? That was just kind of how the manager he was. He was yeah. very old school and stuff like that. And all the pre-season drills were, you know, it was no, none of this like jogging, running, you know, walking, fartlek training. It was literally just run around the pitch until you spewed and stuff like that. And, and I, I enjoyed that. So, like I said, I definitely got along with Gary Mills one hundred percent. Did you Did you know much about him before he came to Wrexham? Yeah, he obviously he was at Gateshead, yeah. and um, every Gateshead team you'd play when he was there, you'd know you'd get bopped off the pitch. They yeah. used to absolutely pass the ball for fun. Um, so that's what excited me a little bit as well. That knowing that 
Wrexham used to, we, we just always used to like boom the ball and stuff like that, or get the ball as fast as you can, out wide to get across in the box. Obviously, when he came in, it was goalkeeper, hand on, player from the back. And I've never had that before, um, unless you obviously were in training. But obviously, that was that was something that excited me, knowing that I was going to get that. Did you um did you get a phone call? Because uh, I think it was the the summer they they appointed Gary Mills. Obviously, yeah. obviously the players are away. Do you do you need to get back early to meet the manager, or do you, can you just have your holidays and then come back? Yeah, we, it was. I think when he got appointed, we you get phoned off like the, off the secretary and stuff like that, and then he gives you the details of when you report back for um, for training. So we were reporting back. I think it was end of June or start of July. I think like the twenty eighth of June, and then you just meet the manager on the first day there. Um, I think that's kind of how it is everywhere else. But no, like I said, with Gary Mills, I got along with him, you know, very well, very well indeed. Do you do you still do you still follow Wrexham? Um, yeah, because obviously I'm coaching there. So yeah. kind of after, yeah. So um, I still follow him. I still want him to do well. I still want to get in the football league because the size of the club, you know, the crowds they're getting. Even when the performances haven't been there, they, they, the crowds are still getting. Should be um, in the football league. You know, I think everyone knows that they probably are the well, they are the biggest club in the national league considering where they've been at over the recent years. Um, so it's unfortunate to see them, obviously, especially this season, not being not being at their best and probably, I think, the lowest position since they've been in the conference. Um, so it's not nice seeing them. Obviously, you know, I wish, you know, I hope so, you know, they get a couple of new phases in and they definitely have a right good go next season I think or the, whenever the season that is. Yeah, I think they picked up a better form recent, but at one point they, they looked like they were real struggling and they were yeah, no, in the I, north, wouldn't they? I think, I think yeah, they would play, be playing me next season. That'd yeah. be nicer. A nice old trip to Wrexham down the road. <laughs> taking that all day. Um, I think. I think um, they had they had a few uh, few results that picked them up. So obviously, um, before obviously this has all happened, um, this pandemic. But um, I think I think it, there needs to be a few changes next season. You know, regarding the squad and stuff like that. You know, getting the players who know what it means to Wrexham. Um, getting players, you know, knowing how much it means to the fans and stuff like that. I think that's what Wrexham have missed in the last couple of seasons. I think. Um, we'll go just uh, just got a few more. Um, which um, which ground do you not like going to? You know, is it oh. Kingsley? Yeah, <laughs> I say Kingsley one hundred percent. Just yeah. because it's fucking it's closer to France than it is here. <laughs> Definitely that one. And I remember this season, we went down there and our bus broke down as well. Oh. So we got there at 20 past three, so they, and obviously we had to kick off at three o'clock. And, um, and then they moved it to quarter four, so we had five minutes to, literally five minutes to warm up. And this was the season. And we were going, we were one a lot half time as well. And then I think second half, we must have got a bit tired because we lost 4 1. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that's, I, I still don't know to this day how the hell that's in the conference off. Yeah, would you would you travel on the day? Would you to go down? Yeah, yeah. just because obviously you know with Curzon Ashton, we're not the biggest budget, but it's, um, funding for twenty people to stay in the staff, including staying in a hotel, is yeah. probably you know not the um, and plus people work. It's part time, so a lot yeah. of people work on a Friday. Sometimes can't finish work till five. You know, some players do. Um, do you know maybe go around Friday night and stay over and you know for a weekend down there with the missus or the family stuff like that you know if not but you travel down in the morning but it's not too bad if you've got a good bunch of lads and you've got a nice coach it's alright you know you have a bit of banter on the bus a bit of music and you have your food on there yeah um, any any stories on away trips this season come on yeah, yeah we've got a few um, we've got a car school Diesel and um, James Bales and Mike Calv um, and they we, we meet up in Warrington um, at Limb Services and then obviously after every away game we're on the, co- on the coach on the way home and you know we've won and we have a few beers on the way home and um, we always seem to get drawn out to um, to a night out in Warrington with the car schools and, and to say the least Warrington's not the best night out I've ever had no disrespect <laughs> to Warrington but we always seem to be going back there to PJ's but yeah it's not the best one but um, we've had a few of them this season with, uh, with the car school yeah um, you you also do some coaching at Wrexham. Yeah. Um, is that any, is that a thing you want to do after football? Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Say, you know, yeah, def, I, potentially, I'd say it's very tough just because 
as a coach, obviously, it's not a job that unless you get really high your badges, it's a full time job. Um, for me, it was more of just you know staying stay at Wrexham and having maybe you know something to do with Wrexham Football Club. If it's not playing, how can I still you know get involved? And the academy, especially, was was massive for me. So it was just something that came about. Um, I got offered it. Um, and you know now potentially you know I'm still very young to be like a, a full-time coach and stuff like that, but potentially in the you know in a few years you know creep up my badges and stuff like that and you know see where it takes me you know you never know when football's going to end really I guess. Um, you obviously come through the ranks at Wrexham. Um, um, do you think any particular player obviously being let go from Wrexham youth could have made it? Yeah, I think Leo Smith. Leo Smith was very unlucky. Um, I think. He um, he was kind of the same with me, where it, it was so we had some so good, you know, very strong, experienced players there, and um, and obviously Leo was just coming through, but it was very tough for him. We didn't have the best of squad, so which made it tougher for him. Um, but I think, and then obviously he got let go. But I think obviously he was very unlucky because I think he's had well, I think he's had a very good season at Canavan this year, um, and I think also he wasn't played in the right position when he was at Wrexham. You know they were playing him out wide where Leo Smith is a midfield, you know number number eight or number six or, or number ten, um, and that's proven this year just because of his goal scoring record. I think and assist at um, at Canavan. Yeah, um, well, I think that's it, Rob. Um, Decent. Um, enjoyed it mate very, yeah. that was very good man enjoyed that one yeah um, we've obviously tried to get it for a, for a number of ta- like a number of occasions yeah 100% mate um, I know I've had a lot of mates that have been texting me all day a group at the Sunday club and they all said that they were going to ask questions but I'm glad they haven't because it probably wouldn't have been um, allowed on um, on the podcast <laughs> so Sunday club unlucky for you lot yeah um, <laughs> well hopefully the, the season um resumes and obviously you can start yeah, climbing hopefully. up that table yeah hopefully um, <laughs> hopefully you're not sacked by tonight after um, with, your, with your manager hopefully mate so uh, so, <laughs> so um, yeah thanks Rob I really no, appreciate, I appreciate it. it mate thank you very much appreciate thanks. that Matt top man cheers cheers mate take care bye bye